You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's Cast Live. Your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Watch the left field deep. Bam going back. Looking up. He will watch it fly. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back. Goal for Yelich. Cody Bellinger hits one out. Pete He's your home run derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it today. Everybody get your fingers off the panic button. No time to panic. Five games left. Half game lead. You got to believe. They've come this far. They're 94 and 63. But I will admit, today is literally the most crucial game of the season. And I think for a couple reasons. We got a great show lined up for you. One of my all time favorites is going to join us here at 445. Well, two of my all time favorites. Harold Reynolds will make his debut on A's Cast Live today. Former Mariner, he's a gutty player, terrific broadcaster. He will be here at 445. And then the face of television, Glenn Kuyper, will be here today. The voice of the TV broadcast, G. Kuyper. Can't wait to talk to G. Kuyper because not only will we talk A's baseball, but it looks like G. Kuyper's going to be joining us at Lambeau Field when the Raiders take on the Green Bay Packers. I believe the professor, Matt Pearl, will be there. Glenn Kuyper is going to be there. I cannot wait. Never been to Lambeau Field. Going to be awesome. Don't forget, not one, but two prize packs. MLB Network sent us prize packs. Hat, shirt, koozie, cup, foam finger, all this kind of stuff. It can be yours. There's three code words. You're going to get one early on Twitter, at A's Cast 24. And then at the start of the second hour of this program, I will give you the second word. You're going to have to be listening. And then we will give, at the end of the show, the third code word, the third piece of the puzzle on A's Cast 24, at A's at AthleticsCast24. So one on Twitter, one live here on the show, and then the last one on Twitter. So you got to be listening and you got to be following. Have you put it out on Twitter yet? I, I did, but you did it in the reverse order of what I said on Twitter. So we do the first one on AceCast Live, then Twitter, then AceCast Live. Oh, you're changing it up? I figure we switch it up every day. Okay, scratch that. I'm going to give it to you, then on Twitter, and then I'll give it to you. I don't even know what it is. 
I think you know what the first one's going to be. So, by the way, we do have breaking news. Ronald Acuna Jr. is out for the regular season. Hip injury. So we're not going to see a 40-40 guy this year. Unfortunately, we both were looking forward to that. I was because, you know, there's been some 40-40s, but usually the 40-40s, other than my guy Jose Canseco, and I'm looking at his bobblehead right here in my studio, Jose, he did it in 88 when the A's were winning. You know, when Bonds did it, Giants were terrible. I think they were in last place. When A-Royd, when he did it, A-Rod, they were terrible. Who else has gone 40-40? Soriano, the Nationals were awful. That was 06, I believe. There. 06. Okay, who else? Those are the guys, I believe. I think it was just the, those are just the guys that Bonds, Conseco, A-Rod, Soriano, and we were hoping to see Acuna do it. but He's going to do it. But see, that you know what it is? Yellows could have done it, too. It's the stolen bases which are tough. When you steal bases and you're sliding all the time on that dirt, it's tough on your body. That's what makes Ricky Henderson really one of the more special players in the history of the game because the pounding it takes to be a base dealer and to play that long. Hitting 40 home runs, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is true. Hitting 40 home runs isn't as big as it used to be, right? Everybody's doing it. Matt Olson easily could have hit 50 this year if he doesn't break his ham eight bone in the second game in Japan. One of the things I'm so excited today, can you call Bill James, Commander Cody? I have developed a new metric. I do have Bill's info. We should try, I'll effort to get him on the program. I have, I have created the most simple metric that so far through our research and our good friend John Morosi, friend of the program, tweeted out something about pitchers. I don't have my phone on me. What was it again? You have it? It was American League pitchers to go at least seven innings and allow two or fewer runs. And it was Shane Bieber leading the way, followed by Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and Mike Miner of the Rangers. Remember that number, seven. I have created a new metric. I'm going to give that to you coming up here at 4.15. It's so simple, it's going to blow your mind, though. Because I did it for Verlander, Bieber, not Justin, Cole, Miner, and then the ultimate outlier, Jacob DeGrom. The guy that everybody believes, he just doesn't get any run support. And then I did it for the A's. The number seven. Just think about that. The Athletics are trying to avoid their first three-game losing streak since July 24th, 25th, and 26th. The Athletics, since the All-Star break, what are they, 43-22, and 22, I want to say? Which is pretty unbelievable. It's only the Astros. Yeah, they're 43-22 and 22 since the All-Star break. Only, of course, the Astros have been better at 46 and 21. Truly amazing how good the Houston Astros are. But this game today, why it's different. I mean, they're all, I mean, as Bob Melvin said here yesterday on the Bob Melvin Show, every, every game's a must win now. You can't be pulling that, hey, yeah, you lost. Hey, that's just baseball. Because the Rays 
They're not losing. The Rays have won five of their last six and 18 of 24. The Indians, they've won 11 of their last 14. But what gets me is what's happening today. What's happening today kind of makes me feel like the wild card game with Liam Hendricks starting. Wasn't comfortable with it. When I first learned about it, and I first learned about the plan, that it's just going to be going with all relievers, just going with big-time fastballs, and that's what you're going after the Yankees with. And it didn't work. Obviously, the home run, giving up, and once your opener gives up a run, it means it doesn't work, in my opinion. It was either going to be great or it was either going to be bad. And I got that feeling again today with Frankie Montas. It's been exactly 80 games since he was suspended. Back on June 21st. They're running him out there right away. He's been gone for 80 games. I don't know what he's been thinking. I don't know where he is mentally. But you're taking a guy who hasn't played in 80 games and you're thrusting him into the biggest start of his career. Right? This is the biggest game he's ever pitched. This one right here. And the A's need it. They need to win. Because I got a feeling that if things go sideways today, that just puts a lot of bad, bad vibes. You know, Chris Bassett's been throwing the ball well. You took him, put him in the bullpen. I just, this is either, I mean, it could be great. Frankie, God, I hope he goes out and gives you five or six. And you pat him on the back and say, thank you. Get ready for next year. But he hasn't pitched in 80 games. And you cannot simulate a Major League Baseball game. It's the same thing in all the sports. You know, whatever sport you cover. You know, when a guy's coming back, how many times do you hear this? You can't simulate an NBA game. You certainly cannot simulate an NFL game or a hockey game. Same thing here. He's going to be pumped up. This first, everybody, the key is the first inning. He's got to get three three outs and get back into the dugout and take a deep breath. Because he's going to be pumped up. He can't overthrow. He cannot walk people. And if I was the manager... I would designate, okay, who is my long guy? I mean, you got so many darn pitchers right now. I would have somebody warming up in the batting cage. I'm trying to think. Have I, I've, been, I've, I've, I've obviously been to Angel Stadium. But I forget what it's like downstairs. But whether it's a cage or a mound, I, I want him out of sight, whoever this is. J.B. Wendelkin, I mean, whoever it is. I want them out of sight. I don't want Frankie to see him. But I want a guy raring to go, lathered up, 
So if this thing goes sideways early, Melvin, you're out there, boom, this guy's in. Because I, I don't want I don't want Frankie seeing some, I mean he's got enough on his plate I don't want I don't want him to see somebody warming up in the bullpen. So be sneaky, get a guy warm in the cage. You know these relievers. Let's be honest, you're a reliever. You need eight, eight, ten pitches, and you're ready to rock. But I I would have a guy warm. I'd have a guy playing catch. I'd have a guy because I don't know how it's going to go. It's a it's it's a it's a it's an uncomfortable move for me. Just like Liam, it reminds me of Liam Hendricks. I'm gonna be honest with you, but you hope for the best. He has an electric arm. My God, he was having an incredible year before he was suspended. I mean, nine and two with a 2.70 ERA. He not only could have been in the All Star game, he could have started the All Star game. And think if he doesn't get popped, what his record would be. Because the A's have been so hot, you'd be winning his starts. You could have over 20 wins. You'd be talking about him, Verlander, Cole for the Cy Young. By the way, Verlander and Cole may be the most interesting Cy Young vote of all time. Since they're on the same team and they pitch in the same park, they pitch with the exact same variables, defense behind them, offense playing for them, playing at Minute Maid Park, so all their numbers are so close. It truly is shocking. But I have created a townie metric. It's simple. But I think I've even convinced the commander. The townie metric. The number is seven. What is it? I'll tell you next right here on A's Cast Live. Streaming from the town. A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. A's fans, single game tickets are on sale right now. Wild card game and ALDS. So you know what that means? It's time for you to buy some tickets. Athletics.com slash postseason. That's athletics.com slash postseason. You're not going to want to miss it. This wild card game's in Oakland. It's going to be crazy. There's no venue like it when it's packed. Ever since they built Mount Davis, it holds the sound, and it's so loud on the field. So get your butts out there and buy some tickets. Athletics.com slash postseason. Are we scoreboard watching? What do we got? Middle of the first, scoreless between the Yankees and Tampa Bay. When is the Tribe playing? The Tribe will be playing at 5-10. Okay, so I've developed a new metric. Oh, by the way, first code word of the day for the prize pack. Bashing. Bashing. The next one will come at the top of the hour on Twitter, and then I'll give you the last one late in the show, probably right before we do uh, buying or selling. Bashin is the first word. So as our buddy J.P. Morosi put out today, this little nugget 
about most starts of seven plus innings, and because this to me, folks, do not text in right now. Stop. You haven't figured this out yet. You have to have all three code words. Don't text in till the end of the show at 510-897-1322. You need to have three words to win. So don't text me now. Follow the rules. You know when they give you that test and they they that test where it tells you all these things to do, but one of the things you're not supposed to start the test until they tell you, but everybody starts because they want to be so fast. That's you, 928. Most starts of seven innings or more and two or fewer earned runs. That, to me, should be a quality start. Shane Bieber, 15. Garrett Cole, 14. Justin Verlander, 13. Mike Miner, 12. So, I've been saying this for the – because I'm never going to forget, we were on the field – This kid came up, introduced himself, and Cody says to the kid, do you think wins wins matter? And he goes, of course not. Everybody knows that. Look at Jacob deGrom because it's the outlier year from last year. And I'm like, you guys don't. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. The reason why. And I, Brian Kinney today was doing it today on, on, on MLB Now. And the reason, the reason why they're trying to say it doesn't matter is because the ball goes to the bullpen. Well, you know why the ball's going to the bullpen so much? It's because you're only going five or six innings. And now you're asking the bullpen to cover you for nine or 12 outs. I think it's BS. So I've come up with the metric. Townie 7. Look what happens when pitchers, this is all, they just got to go seven innings. But I went and looked at the game log for these guys. So Townie 7 means the pitcher went seven innings or more. What's his record in those games? You ready? Shane Bieber. He's 12-1 and one when he goes at least seven. Garrett Cole is 12-0, and 0, hasn't lost. Verlander is 11-4. Minor, 14-2. Oh, how about poor Jacob deGrom, who doesn't give any run support? He's the outlier. When he goes seven, deGrom is 8-2. So I added up these guys, Verlander, Bieber, Cole, Minor, and deGrom. When they go at least seven innings, that's the only metric. doesn't matter how much they gave up. It does, when they gave their, their team seven or more innings, these guys' combined records are 52-9. and nine. You want to tell me given innings doesn't mean something? And that your, your, your record doesn't matter? We shouldn't look at your record? I think we should. I think this proves that, you know what, you want to be a legit starter, you need to go seven innings. And I'm going to bring this up tomorrow to the general manager of the A's, David Forrest. How do you think your A's are? Because we know the A's are so worried about a guy going out there in the seventh inning, going through the lineup a third time. Uh, Cody, ready for this? 
the A's starting pitcher has gone seven innings or more 20 times this year. And the starting pitcher's record is 13-2. and two. What, what, Cody, what do you make of this? As a guy who uh, a couple months ago told me that uh, your wins, loss doesn't matter. It's incredible from the four guys you mentioned above. Oh, by the way, uh, the A's overall team record, those 20 times that their pitchers went seven or more innings, they're 16-4. and four. It's pretty good when guys go deep in the games. And we looked, I think Fires has the most uh, starts where he goes seven innings or more. I think he has six of them. One of them was a no-hitter, obviously. That was the only complete game the A's have all year as well. By the way, one complete game, and guess what? They won it. Yeah, it was a shutout also. 1-0. and Believe it or not, shutout also. 1-0 yeah. and when they have a complete game. But it's it's a good metric to look up because you see all these guys. Like It's it's great that they lumped Mike Minor in there because he plays for an awful team. He's the outlier in that list because he plays for well, – the, the Rangers aren't awful, but they're not a, a contending team. They they They, they not, were good at one point. Yeah, I mean, they had a better record than the A's at one point. But it just goes to show that when a pitcher goes deep into the game and you don't hand the ball over to a bunch of different guys in the bullpen, because when you go deep into the game, you know what's happening then? You're now handing the ball to the basically the two best pitchers you have in the bullpen, if they're able to go on that day. You're giving it to your second-best guy who's pitching in the eighth, then you're giving it to your best guy in the ninth. Well, that's where it brings up my argument of, if you're a guy like Garrett Cole, who hasn't lost a game when he pitches seven or more innings, but you're up 2-1 two, two, going into the eighth inning and you get taken out and Roberto Zuna comes in for the save and he blows it, then you don't get credit for the win, but you still pitch great. And then everyone's like, well, he didn't get the win. I, I don't care. That's where my argument with the whole win comes in, where it's like he still pitched phenomenal. Just because he didn't get the win doesn't mean it wasn't a great, a great effort. But, I but get that's what, sports, though, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that really is sports. I mean, you're not always going to get the ultimate gratification, even if, even if you play well. You know, I mean, it's 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 but more times than not, because this game, you play so many games. When you go deep into games as a starting pitcher, the majority of the time you're going to get a decision. And what we're seeing is the decision is a win, even on a bet. I I don't even know what the Rangers' record is right now. What is I think it? they're seventy five and eighty one or seventy five and eighty two, something like that. Hold on, I'll get it for you. I got my packet here. By, by the way, got got an update for you. Uh, old friend Joey Wendell solo home run, one nothing oh, Rays, Jesus. bottom of the first. Uh, magic number for the A's and Rays is now the same. It's at five. Texas is seventy five and eighty two. So they will have a losing season now. So here you got Miner pitching on a losing team, but when he goes seven, at least seven. He's 9-2 and two in those games. I need to look up Lance Lynn because Lance Lynn's had a great year for them too. He's had the third most strikeouts in Rangers history this season. Yeah, it, it's, it's so simple, but because I think so many people in, in the game now, they're so into – because the numbers are there, right? The numbers are there where you say your guy going through the lineup a third time, the starter versus the reliever, on average, the reliever's way better. Well, maybe because of the way you handle pitching now. They showed last night the amount of pitchers between the Yankees and the Rays. Now, it was a 12-inning game. But Brian Kinney was trying to make the, is this the future? All I know is this. 
if this is the future, get ready for some really high-scoring games. Because a lot of people I'm talking to, they know the bullpen can't cover this many innings. And we're going to break the record again of most innings pitched by the bullpen. And they're getting chewed up and spit out. And what gets me about certain people who cover our game, everybody wants to use the outlier, like DeGrom last year, which, by the way, DeGrom last year still went 6-5 and five in games he went seven or more innings. Now, that's, that's tough. They lost five, but he still was over 500. You got to look at these game logs. You know, if a guy goes five innings or even six innings, I'm not giving you credit. You got to go seven. And if you go seven, you're giving your team the ultimate chance to win. You go five, oh, my God. Yeah, that's four innings the bullpen has to cover. Four. How many guys got to get you to the house? But that's the thing. You know, we love Brian Kinney, friend of the program. We've had him on. But he uses the outlier today. Look at what the Rays did. You know? The Rays have been very, very successful. There's no question. The Rays have been successful using a lot of bullpen people. And now it's it's the only way they survive. They wouldn't be in this race if they did. I, I don't know where they would be if they didn't have September call-ups. Which, oh, by the way, Bloom, going away next year. This strategy is going away. They used last night the Rays. One. I got refreshed here. They used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys last night. How many are they going to use today? We broke the record for most pitchers used in a game. Yeah, Giants and uh, Giants and Rockies did it last night. They used twenty-five pitchers in their sixteen-inning game. Hold on, disgusting. Nineteen-inning game. The uh, Diamondbacks and Cardinals used twenty-four pitchers. Okay, but that's night you go nineteen innings, yeah. right? Well, when you mentioned the the what a team that's going to really you mentioned the Rays getting hurt by the bullpen usage, the last two years a team that's led in September ERA in baseball and using a, a, a high number of pitchers, the Brewers. Brewers used nineteen start nineteen pitchers last year in September, led all of September in ERA. This year, twenty pitchers they've already used. They lead in ERA. Yeah, it's, it's going to hurt them next year when they're not be able to call these guys up yeah, and use disgusting. them in September. I, and, and I loved I, I loved my guy Ken Korak yesterday, absolutely ripping it. I've been doing the same. What sport has September call-ups? I've always hated it. I think it's ridiculous. How do you play? You play one way for five months, and then the last month you change it, and you change it to help bad teams. It's not my fault you're bad. There have been 828 different pitchers who have pitched in 2019. That's crazy. I want your opinion on my Townie 7 metric. 510-897-1322. 510-897-1322. That's the text line. You can't call in yet. We're going to fix that at some point. But text me. I mean, do the numbers back it up? Top pitchers in baseball. We're looking at these guys. 52-9 and nine between Verlander, Bieber, Cole, Miner, and DeGrom. Your A's. When they go seven innings or more, it's happened 20 times. The record for the pitchers is 13-2. and two. Overall, the team is 16-4. and four. I think the numbers speak for themselves. 
The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program, presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com future for more information. This is Chris Townsend. If you're looking for a new mattress, look no further than my friends at nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. You'll get the ultimate mattress for your needs. And green and gold fans, right now, if you use the coupon code Oakland, you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's use the coupon Oakland to get an entire 10% off your order. Remember, nestbedding.com, America's favorite online mattress brand with stores around the Bay Area and around the country. You need a new mattress? You go to nestbedding.com. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. What did you just uh, look up there, Commander? I was looking at Eduardo Rodriguez, who has 17 wins this year for the Red Sox. He's been their best pitcher on a staff that has Chris Sale and David Price. And every game he's gone at least seven innings, he's undefeated. With the seventeen, the seventeen uh, wins, I believe he's seven and zero. I did go back and check because I was doing it quickly before we came back. But I, he's undefeated. He hasn't lost, never lost, as uh, Lavar Ball would say. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it. I'm telling you, you go seven innings, you're more than likely you're going to win. I'd like to see if there's even possibly a guy that's under five hundred in a game in games that he goes at least seven innings in a season. You know, because when you're pitching, if you're allowed to go through seven innings, you're throwing the ball well. Your team's in the game. By the way, I got, I don't have great, I don't have great news here. St. Petersburg, Florida. After one inning, the Rays already lead the Yankees 2-0. God, Giancarlo Stanton. How about this? Giancarlo Stanton hitting 289 on the year, two home runs and 10 RBIs. How much money does he make? That's wild. That's like <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's wild. But this is something that I'm going to be – I can't wait to talk to David Forrest about this. I wonder what he's going to say. Because they have all their own metrics. This time of the year, too, which is crazy, you had, I don't know how many followed this last night, the Cards and the D-backs went 19 innings, Nationals and the Phillies went 18 innings, Giants and the Rockies went 16, Rays and Yanks 12, Mets and Marlins 11. There were 200 different pitchers used yesterday in Major League Baseball. One day. And this goes back to, I still think, a phenomenal idea. And if we're going to have the, the Townie 7 be my metric, we're going to have the, the Commander Cody rule. It was Cody who came up with the idea that you'll have extra innings to a point. 
and I think we said 12 innings, right? Anything after 12 innings. I absolutely love this. Because let, let me tell you a dirty little secret. When you get to 12 innings, Harold Reynolds is going to be joining us in about nine minutes. Looking forward to that. When you get to when you get to that point, just look at the stadium. No one's in the stadium. And when no one's in the stadium, by the way, your TV audience is gone. Your radio audience is gone. It's tough to sit through anything that's four, four and a half, five hours. It really is. Plus, these games start late, so people got to go to work. But what, what could keep people back glued to the broadcast, radio, television, and maybe keep your butts in the seats and keep you there is after 12, you're still tied, we go to home run derby. And you take your best home run guy, and they take their best home run guy. You have your pitcher. It's real real fast. Heck, everybody can come off the field. You, you wheel out an L screen to protect the batting practice pitcher. We'll go the old school way of home run derby. Remember, home run derby was not rounds. The original home run derby was you get 10 outs. Anything that's not a home run is an out. It was the best. I mean, can you imagine, like, let's just say, let's say Trout is still healthy. And the A's played 12 innings against the Angels tonight. And you then said, all right, we're going to home run derby. Instead of playing throughout the middle of the night. And this is going to impact, this is a lot of pressure on your guy. Like tonight, five games left, this is going to impact whether you win the game or not. Can you imagine home run derby between Mike Trout and Matt Olson? And it can change through the year because, you know, back in, you know, at the start of the season, you would have said, oh, you're putting Chris Davis out there. Now you're not putting Chris, you're putting Matt Olson. I love the idea. I know it may sound hokey. But 19 innings, 18 innings, 16 innings, 12 innings, 11 innings, that's no bueno. I, and, and, can you imagine if you see on Twitter, right, or you're watching maybe MLB Network and you see home run derby coming up in Anaheim, it's going to be Matt Olson up against Mike Trout. Matt Olson up against Shohei Otani. Oh, you know, I mean, people, they'd be airing that on MLB Network. Maybe, God, maybe even ESPN weighs in on it. The interest that would bring. And it actually goes pretty quick. I remember, uh, God, was it 92? The All-Star game was in San Diego. And I was uh, back in San Diego for summertime. And... It was a it was an awesome home run derby at old Jack Murphy Stadium. I want to believe yes and 4 480 you are correct earlier this year I said once again you can text us 510-897-1322 I said put Chapman up against Trout. See how it would change throughout the year? 
Who would they put out right now? Pool holes? Old man pool holes? Or Cole Calhoun. I think he has like 30 home runs this year. Yeah, they're talking about this. May, this may be the last of Cole Calhoun with the uh, with the Angels. Well, that's not the only guy that could be the last. We've, we've seen a name surface earlier. Brad Osmus. Yeah, there's a name that could be potentially rumored to go there. Brad Osmus after one year. See you later. Bring back a guy that spent pretty much half of his life in that organization. Who uh, still owns a home. I believe it's either in Long Beach or Seal Beach. And has a big wine collection there at his home. It's won a World Series recently. I mean, the team he manages now has kind of collapsed lately, but hey. Joe Madden? That's the guy. Joe, That would be interesting. Joe Madden with the Angels? When Ken Rosenthal floats something, it's usually pretty, there's validity to it. Artie, Artie, hey, Artie, it's one thing I respect about the Rally Monkey. They don't, he's got to win. Artie Moreno, he, he's in it to win it. I mean, if you're an Angel fan, yeah, you're not happy with what they – but at least you know your owner's your owner's going for it. He goes for it every year. They're trying to get better every year. Would you pay Cole Calhoun that much money? I mean, not Cole Calhoun, uh, um, Garrett Cole. I may, I may not. And the reason why is I, I looked at his game log today. You really get a sense of who a guy is when you just look at start to start. Just check it out. You go and you see Garrett Cole game log 2019. Got to hurry here because we got Harold Reynolds coming up. Great year, 19-5, and five, a 6.6 war. Most strikeouts in baseball, 316, his whip, you name it, everything. ERA, ERA plus, he and Verlander are just killing it. But look at the innings. So, like in May, he went six and a third, six, five, five, and six. You know, there's a start earlier this year, four and a third. He's really picked it up this month, but there's a lot of, you know, I've always said with him, you just got to get his pitch count up because he tries to strike everybody out, and you can get Garrett Cole out of there in the sixth inning once again. I don't think that's a quality start, and now their bullpen has got to get nine outs. Then it becomes a bullpen game. I'm. What's the highest? David Price got the highest pitcher's contract of all time? Yeah, I believe it was seven years, $217 million when he signed the Red Sox a couple of years ago. Would you give Garrett Cole, call it, 250 Well, you're still in one of my buying or selling questions oh, today. Oh, never mind. We'll, we'll, we'll. I have so many stats that are going to blow your mind about Garrett Cole this year, and, you know, arguably the worst trade I've ever seen pulled off by the Pirates organization that's pulled off a lot of bad trades. The Garrett Cole one might be one of the worst they've ever that they've ever pulled pulled the trigger on. He's only pitched, and and, and you know what? I mean, it, in modern day baseball, you'd say, "Hey, he's pitched two hundred innings. He's pitched two hundred and seven innings." That scares me. With three hundred and sixteen strikeouts. <laughs> That's great. Problem is, as Crash Davis said, strikeouts are fascist. Do you ever? You please. Stop yes, I've, yes, look. yes. Coming up next, Harold Reynolds from MLB Network, right here on A's Cast Live. Streaming from the East Bay, Ace Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. 
MLB Network will exclusively air two American League Division Series games. Plus, you can watch Harold Reynolds on MLB Tonight throughout the postseason. God, it is hard to believe there's only five games left. Rays have four. The A's have five. Cleveland has five. And how crazy was it? The A's went into yesterday with a two-game lead. They lose, and now it's down to a half game. Well, now joining us, we watched a lot of his career, and it was a great career. Two-time All-Star, a three-time Gold Glover, and he led the American League in stolen bases. The great Harold Reynolds joins us. Harold, it's an honor to have you on the program. We really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. How about last night? The A's go into Anaheim. They've got a two-game lead in the, for the top wild card. They lose, and after the game, it drops all the way down to just a half-game lead. Well, it's crazy. It's going to come down to the last day. I mean, let's just buckle up and get ready. Um, that's what baseball's so cool about. That comes down to that last day, and everybody's playing at the same time. And uh, it's going to come down to that. But the A's are a scary club, man. If they get in, they got a chance, I think, to really make an amazing run. I thought last year was built a lot on that bullpen. This year it's built on a combination of things. Uh, they got a really good club. Yeah, and, and what's tough to think about, whether it's the A's, whether it's the Rays, or it's the Indians, somebody's not going to make the wild card. And you're talking about three teams that are going to be upper 90s in wins. How crazy is that? That's real crazy. I remember back in the day when you had to have uh, you had to win your division, and I think the Giants had lost to the Dodgers, and I think the Giants won like ninety five or ninety six games and did not get in. You know, so yeah, that that happens rarely, but uh, for teams to win that many games and not be in the postseason, uh, that's that's really sad. Yeah, I mean, you're now looking, Harold, going into these seasons where so many teams are tanking that. To win your division, literally, you got to have like 104 and 105 wins just to win the division. Well, you got to beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat, you know, and that's how you get the win totals. But um, yeah, you got to win your division and come up with the big numbers. The tough thing about wild card is you're not usually playing those head-to-head matchups down the stretch, so you can't control your destiny, so to speak. You're 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 hoping that somebody else. Uh, is going to be able to come through for you. And that's the tough part about the wild card. Yeah, nothing says... But, but, I, I, but I do say this, though. The wild card has made baseball great. By having two wild cards, adding that, uh, having teams get in through the wild card, it's changed everything. And I actually do love it. I think it's great for baseball. I, I totally agree. And it keeps so many different teams alive throughout the season. And just talking about, you know, you're not playing head-to-head, nothing says pennant race baseball like a, a series at the end of the year between the Indians and the Nats. No doubt about it. Um, you know, and again, that's a whole other thing. It's like you got an American League and Nats. you got an interleague game deciding that at the end. You would like to see common foes uh, playing against each other, at least even in the same league. You know, American League, National League, where the rules are different with the DH and everything else. It really does change uh, how you play that last weekend if you're the Indians. How much has this year for the A's, after winning 97 games last year, right now they're at 94, they've got this great young core. How much has that, have they changed the perception for everybody there at the MLB Network that this thing is not a fluke, this thing's for real? 
Well, I don't know about changing the perception. A lot of guys here are big A's fans. Uh, you know, I sit next and work to work with Matty V. His office is right next to mine, Matt Baskerson. And he grew up out there, and Eric Burns is clearly uh, an A's guy. So we hear about it a lot. And <laughs> Greg Amsinger seems like every spring train he comes out and goes, look out for the A's. So we got some guys that make sure that we're all here on point following the A's. But I think the biggest turnabout for the A's for me watching them are the position players. You know, you look at Matt Olson, you look at – at Matt Chapman and the way uh, Marcus Simeon's come on, and then a host of other guys that have really, including Canna, have just taken off to a whole nother level. And now you bring up Murphy the catcher, catcher, and or more the catcher, Murphy the catcher. I'm sorry. And then, you know, they continue to bring in talent in the in the position player. It was always known for being creative in the pitching and different things like that. But the position players have been really solid. You know how tough it is to play in the middle of the infield. And tell me what you've seen in Marcus Simeon as he plays every single day. His defense is spot on. And he's going to get some MVP votes for what he's done offensively. Yeah, he will get some MVP votes. Um, the thing that I see with Marcus Simeon is, is Ron Washington saved his career. And that was a Billy Bean move, bringing Wash out there to Work with him. Uh, Ron Washington's the best infield instructor out there in baseball. and He turned Marcus's career around, and, and he took a guy that was very talented who was struggling on the defensive side and made him a sound defenser, defender. You know, balls are hit to him now. You're not holding your breath, hoping he'll catch it. You know he's going to catch it and make a, a right play and, and get an out. And then the offense has always been there. I mean, he's always had an electric bat. He's got power in it. Um, he's going to hit for an average. If you were able to bring that defense up to the level the offense is at, you were going to have an MVP type of caliber player, and that's that's what's happened now with Marcus. You know, earlier today on MLB Now, they made a really good case about the Houston Astros and Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander about how close it is their numbers this year. And in the end, Verlander's got more innings, Cole's got more strikeouts, but virtually all the, the metrics are basically the same. They play in the same ballpark. They play behind the same defense. Uh, they, they have the offense working for them. If you had a vote for American League Cy Young Award, where would you go with it? Uh, if you'd asked me a month ago, I'd have said Justin Verlander, hands down. I thought the no-hitter kind of took him over the top. Uh, and as time goes on and the sand goes through the hourglass, so to speak, Garrett Cole's taken every advantage of his last, you know, what, 10 starts. He's been amazing. So I don't know. I'm glad I don't have a vote. Um, I, I would be okay either way. I still kind of lean towards Verlander, although Garrett Cole has definitely closed that gap. And, and uh, But it will be one of those two guys, that's for sure, that wins it. Yeah, I've been asking this question, you know, if, if the goal for the A's is to win the World Series, you know you're probably going to have to at some point go through the Astros, probably go through the Yankees, maybe even the Twins. But if the Astros, would you rather have the Astros in a five-game series or a seven-game series? Uh, I would rather play them in five. <clears throat> I think in five you can you can do some things in a five-game series that doesn't exploit your club as much. I think in a seven-game series, uh, that's when Zach Grinke is a difference maker. You know, in a five-game series, you're going after the two-headed monster and Cole and Verlander and, and hoping you're able to beat those two and, and forcing them to go another guy. But if you go seven-game series, you're seeing those guys twice. And I just don't see beating them four games in seven games with that with those three guys that can 
start games for you. That's very difficult to do. Yeah, and then a lot of people, you know, so much talk about the Astros and their roster, which is fabulous. You know, we get to see it here in the American League West. And, of course, the Yankees. But, Harold, I was just recently in in uh, Minnesota with the Raiders, and we went over to Target Field. I wouldn't sleep on the Twins. I mean, they, they've got a puncher's chance, wouldn't you say, as good as anybody. Oh, no doubt. I mean, this had an unbelievable year. Their offense has been the big key. You know, their, their pitching has been up and down, but Barrios has really come on. Last night, Orderizzi had an injury that you're a little bit concerned about. He had tightness in the hamstring. There's calling a cramp today. Uh, if he's not able to pitch at full strength, uh, then you're in trouble. But that same question you just asked me about the Astros, I'd rather play the Twins in a seven-game series than in a five-game series. And I think over seven – uh, you, you can exploit that, that pitching a little bit more than you can in the five-game series. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the way it lines up, you know, but either way, you're going to have to go through some 100-win teams if you're going to win this thing. It's, it's, yeah, you, you're, gonna, you're, you're playing against the big boys now, so absolutely, it's going to be a, a good run. What do you make of the Acuna injury? Uh, I think it's precautionary. I mean, obviously, he had a growing pool. Um, they need to pull the young man back played a lot of baseball including the all-star game he went to japan last year so i don't see when he's actually even had any time off uh so you you know coming out of a first year to run a guy that much uh it, it's a tall task so i think pulling him back is important um and i i, I hope he's healthy because we, we want to see him at his best and if he's not then the braves are in big trouble let's end on this you know, when you were with the Mariners, you saw some of the greatest young talent of all time, and you got to play with it. But I think of what mm-hmm. we're seeing now in baseball with all the guys under 30, all the guys under 25. Is this the best young group of talent you've seen since your time in baseball? Uh, no doubt. I mean, collectively, what they're capable of doing uh, with the numbers they're putting up, how they swing the bats, uh, it's a different game, clearly. Um, I don't think Ken Griffey Jr., even his rookie year, could sit there and and worry about not striking out and just let me let the bat fly. Um, That's the biggest difference. I think they have the freedom and the liberty to really swing three times as hard as they can. Hopefully they hit a ball out of the ballpark. Um, I do think that there's some nuances that I would like to see. You know, I'd like to see somebody shoot the ball the other way. I'd like to see them go first or third, steal bases, because I think they're athletic enough to do that. I think we're we're, we're, we're shortcoming the, their offense, their capabilities of this generation. But that said, I think they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, um, and they could be fully off the charts. We're seeing, I think we're just scratching the surface of using all their talents. Yeah, I'm thinking about this juice baseball that I have in my hand right now. King Griffey Jr. <laughs> at the, King Griffey Jr. at the Kingdom. Can you imagine Griffey with this juice ball? He'd hit a few, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the ball's jumping this year, and, and there's no denying that. And he would be uh, – he, he was pretty special in, in any generation you put him in. Harold, big fan from your days playing ESPN, now MLB Network. Thank you so much for coming on the program, and keep doing a great job. We watch you every day. That's awesome, man. Thank you, and go A's. I'm looking forward to watching them play. It's going to be fun. Hope they finish this run. Thanks, Harold. Yeah, good guy. MLB Network will exclusively air two American League Division Series games. Plus, you can watch Harold Reynolds on MLB Tonight throughout the postseason. Let's face it. Am I biased? Probably. 
But from a production standpoint, I still think the information, the set, and everything that they do, it's by far, I mean, NFL Network is good, but I think just quality, I, I think MLB Network's the best. Hockey looks like it's, the ho, I haven't seen hockey in a while, their network, but their network looks like, look like college television. NBA's brutal. Well, I say hockey and MLB Network are like the same, like the same people that represent for like, the guy I go through MLB Network, Lou. The same people work for the NHL Network as well. Like they're like a parent thing, pretty much. But you're right. Like the MLB Network is far. In be- I mean, it's everything they do from every set, from the rundown, from quick pitch to to MLB Live to the show they do in the morning with the with D Row and everyone. It's it's an incredible setup. And the NFL Network has a good setup with the Good Morning Football, which is cool. But I really didn't ever watch anything else other than that on the NFL Network besides the Red Zone. Channel. Well, I, I mean, I watch highlights, but NFL Network to me is, hey, let's just put a bunch of ex-players on, and they say the they all say the exact same thing. They all literally say the exact same thing. Yeah, the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's <laughs> just every guy's going to say the same thing, and it's just it, – it's there's the, the football cliches, and you get them constantly. Are we going G-Kype right here? We're just going to go straight into G-Kype? I'll put out the, uh, the second code word as well. Oh. Twitter. Second code word is coming out. You got to go to Twitter for this one. And you go to our Twitter handle, at AthleticsCast24. At AthleticsCast24. So we're going to get Glenn on, and then he'll get on Twitter. Do not – there's still another word later today, later this hour – so do not start texting in yet. You need to have all three words. Glenn, how are you? Hi, Tony. What's happening? Uh, just getting ready for a little baseball. How is it down there in Anaheim? Good. It's nice and warm today, and I think it's going to be a good night for the athletics. Most importantly, before we get into baseball, are you for sure coming to Lambeau Field? I'm not. You know what? I kicked it around, and I – and I, I had a little plan in place to go with some buddies from back home, but a couple of my best buddies couldn't make it. They were out of town that weekend, and so I decided, no, I'm not going to do it. So, unfortunately, no, I will not be seeing you on the frozen tundra. It's disappointing. But you're, you're going to need to text me where I need to go. Oh, I will text you starting Friday afternoon. How about that? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love you're it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna you're gonna have an absolute ball. It's it's a it's a bucket list place, and I'm glad you're getting to go because I grew up back there, so I've been there. I know the deal. You're gonna you're gonna love it, and and I think you uh, it'll be great. I can't wait to talk to you after you get back. Yeah, I'm, I I mean one of the great sports venues. I cannot wait. So tonight, you know, Frankie Montas has been gone exactly 80 games. He's been thrown back in there. How do you, what kind of confidence do you have in Frankie tonight? Well, you know what? I think that's a good question. It'll be interesting because, listen, the guy hasn't pitched since June 20th. So, now he's been, you know, down in Arizona doing, doing his thing and pitching a lot there and all that. But not only is, you know, this is the big leagues, but it's also a really, really important game. So this is not a, hey, let's see how Frankie looks for three or four innings. I mean, they need him big time tonight so I think that makes it even more interesting 
Um, you know, I think he's going to be fine. Now, is he going to pitch into the seventh inning? Probably not. But um, it is a very interesting move by the athletics um, because, listen, the, the, you know, after what happened last night, this becomes, you know, one of those must-win games for the A's. Um, so let's hope he comes up big. Um, and you know what? I think he will. But I, I don't know that he's going to be out there for six, seven innings. But uh, you know, let's, hope, let's hope it all turns out well because we need him tonight. Yeah, and, and, and I feel the same way. But I did say this to start out the show. I wouldn't have someone in the bullpen. I would have someone down below, like in the batting cage, kind of throwing a little bit because if it starts to go sideways early, you, you yeah. got you to like, you, this is, this is, it's a playoff game. Yeah, no, it is a playoff game, and, and that's why it's uh, – I mean, listen, every game now, you got five games left. It's imperative that, you know, you win them all and, and you get a good start each day. And, you know, so, so yeah, this is, this is very, very important. So, you know, and he may have some butterflies. I mean, this is a, a big deal to get back. He feels bad. He screwed up, you know, and, and he's been thinking about this for a long time. Um, so you put all that together, and you know he may have some jitters early, but uh, I think he'll settle in. You know, it's not the same Angels lineup as you're used to. Um, his stuff is very, very above average. Uh, you know, so let, let's get let's get five good ones out of out of Frankie Montas, and then and, and just try to wrap this thing up and get to Seattle. Yeah, and and I think you know this will be so good for him mentally, especially if the start goes good, because now he can feel like he helped again. And mm-hmm. he, he puts it all behind him, and it really could really help him, don't you think, mentally going into the offseason with some good vibes? Well, no question. And, and that's why it's important personally for him. Probably feels like he let the team down. Um, but, yeah, you, 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 you win a big game late when you're in a pennant race, and that, that will do a lot. And I think, too, part of it, Tommy, is, you know, he's starting tonight. It's sort of, it, it, it sort of gives everybody one more start through Sunday, uh, you know, with, with Bailey yesterday, and then you just sort of line it up. Uh, and then you hope that you get to that wild card game and you have, you have fires lined up or Sean Maniah, however you want to go. So, so that kind of helps the A's out as well. Everybody gets one more start through Sunday. Um, you know, then hopefully you, you have a decision to make on who you want to start on Wednesday. Yeah. And I, and I, I really like the way it lines up because, you know, A's got to knock on wood, get into this game, but you're going to have fires on his regular rest for Wednesday. But then you have Manaya; he'll have him mm-hmm. one, he'll have one extra day of rest. So you really have an yes. interesting dynamic of whether you want to go fires or Manaya. Do you think it's going to be based on where this game actually is? Uh, I think you know these these are such huge decisions. Yeah, I think that comes into play, and obviously who you're playing. So those. Those are two huge factors in this decision, uh, where and who. So, yeah, I do. I, I think if it's in Oakland, uh, you know, you, you look at those numbers, who's pitching better at home. I mean, you have to look at everything in a one game, in a one game, you know, the wild card. You have to just look at every intangible that you possibly can, can hopefully push in your favor. And if you think one guy's just a touch better at home, then that's the guy you got to pitch. If you think one guy's just a touch better against a certain lineup, whether it be the Rays or the Indians, then that's the guy you go with. So tough decision, big decision, super important. Uh, but uh, you know you gotta you gotta get there first, as we all like to say. And I think everybody's pretty confident that the A's 
will take care of this. I know I am. Um, but last, what happened last night certainly makes things a lot more interesting tonight, put it that way. Yeah, especially when there is, you know, Upton's out, Trout's out, Otani's out. I mean, all their big guns are yeah. out. Yeah, I know. And that's what made it frustrating last night. A couple blue pits fell in, and, uh, you know, the David Fletcher kid is really tough on the A's. And uh, and you didn't do much offensively. So, you know, that that's always a concern. You hope that, you know, even good offensive teams, which the A's are, sometimes they'll have, you know, a little week-long funk. Well, you certainly hope that's not the case right now because that would be really bad timing. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight. I think everything will be fine. But uh, it certainly makes things even more important for, you know, the A's to get a W tonight. I look up and I see the Rays are winning already over the Yankees, you know. So, you know, I'm a big scoreboard watcher. Um, it just makes it more fun. It makes it a little more hectic, too. But I can't help it. During our game, I have to see what's going on in these other games. So I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a torture guy. <laughs> I know. I'm, I am I got it up right, right. now. I, I do. And, oh, yeah. And then Absolutely. Cleveland's about to start. I mean, I want to ask you, yeah. Chris Davis, you know, it's been a rough year. But September, four home runs, 16 RBIs. Just how nice is it to see Chris Davis being Chris Davis again? Yeah, it was, and it was good to see last night. But something interesting today, Tony, and and I am heading down to the dugout right now to find out he is not in the lineup tonight. Really? So far is DHing. So, uh, you know, Bob Melvin talks to the media quite soon here, and uh, you know, so I don't know if if I, I I don't I don't know I don't know if there's something wrong or it's a matchup thing. I'm just not sure, but. It certainly seems like Chris Davis would be in there if everything was okay, but he's not in the lineup, and uh, I'm heading downstairs to find out exactly why. So that's an interesting tidbit uh, going into tonight's game, especially after last night where he hit a home run. Yeah, that is kind of strange, and you're facing a left-handed pitcher in Heaney, so that's uh, that's yeah. kind of odd that you're uh, that he's not going to be in the lineup. That's that's very yeah, odd. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll we'll see. Yeah, you'll see something. I'm sure. On, social media or something soon, or I'll, I'll let you know. But uh, that's, yeah, he's not in there tonight. So that's all I can tell you at this moment. Last seven games for Matt Chapman, he's just three for 28. That's a 107 batting average with nine Ks. What's going on with the third baseman? I don't know. You know, and, and he's striking out a lot lately. And, you know, maybe end of September, you know, hey, listen, he's played a lot of baseball. He could be a little bit tired, but um, – the good thing with Matt is he still imp- impacts the game in a major way defensively, as we all know. Um, but he's one of your big hitters, you know, and, and you get to this point, you want as many of your, of your big boys clicking as possible, but he, he has been scuffling for a while. Um, so we'll see what happens, but uh, I think it becomes more uh, alarming when you see, you know, the last couple games where the A's have not, scored a lot of runs and then you know listen you, everything you know you analyze everything a little bit deeper right when when you got four or five six games left and one of your best hitters is scuffling and you need to win these games so uh, welcome to a pennant race right that's sort of the way things are you know i can't believe and Ar- Artie moreno came out in the la times and talked about how much money they lose between a day game and a night game, but the fact that they always make you play at night on a getaway day, I mean, that not only hurts the opposition, but that also hurts your own team. Well, and and it's not the case 
tonight because they're staying home to play the Astros. But we have had it here before. In fact, uh, this year we had it. We had it last year where we left after a night game like a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, and so did the Angels. They, we both went to Texas. We went to Houston, and they went to Arlington and arrived you know, at 3, 4 in the morning or whatever it may be. So, so yeah, I don't understand that, although I, I – I mean, listen, what he's saying is true. I'm sure it's financial, um, but it does affect your team. You, getting to the next city at 2, 3, 4 in the morning is, is not good for anybody. It doesn't matter for the broadcasters, but it's not good for the players. So it is a little surprising that, that they do that even when it affects their own team. Uh, they don't care about tonight because they're staying home. We'll be getting to Seattle late. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I like the fact that the A's always play getaway day games you know the Wednesdays the Thursdays whatever it may be and you know that they've always done it and they always will Um, so you help yourself out and listen I mean you're not doing it to help the other team out but but at least you know that that's going to be a day game not the case here so all righty G Kipe we appreciate it and uh, have a good call tonight and get us a victory all right is everybody okay I mean our, our our listeners Standing on the edge yet? Or are we okay? Don't I want everybody to. Don't want, we're going to be okay. Yeah, don't listen to the post game show. Last night it was pure panic button. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. I will. I will not listen to the post game show then if it's going to bring me down. I don't want that. Fingers are on the panic button. No, sorry. It's going to be all right. Yeah, hey, let hey, them know it's going to be all right. When I got to talk people off the ledge, then you know it's bad. <laughs> You're the best at it. Johnny, thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Take care. The great Glenn Kuyper. So, Susan Slusser, four minutes ago. Melvin says Davis has spent the day back at the hotel. This was definitely not planned planned coming off HR yesterday and against a left-handed starter. Huh. You know one thing that – you know, traveling as much as these guys do and eating out constantly. You know, you may, it, you know, food poisoning, something like that. I remember my, uh, my old partner, Aubrey Huff, who's gone off the rails, uh, talked about, yeah, he got food poisoning a few times in his career. So obviously he's sick, not hurt, but if you're just hanging back at the hotel, you know, you, you know, I don't know, you got the flu or you got food poisoning, but man, now that he's finally hitting the ball, he can't, oh, God, five more games left. By the way, you know, when we've talked about this year, about how you got to beat up on the bottom feeders. I have another example. It's absolutely gross. I'll have it for you next, right here on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. You know what? This show is going to be crazy in the offseason. The commander and I today paid and signed up to be on baseball reference so we can get all the numbers. Thank you to 
for Professor Matt Pearl. He's probably listening going, what's he talking about? Well, now we don't have to – I won't have to reach out to Sarah every time I have a, <laughs> I have a question. Sarah Langs. She, she's, she's our part-time researcher along with myself on finding this stuff, and I, I had a fact check and stuff, and I was like, to make sure I was – Baseball Evans has an incredible play, play index where you can look literally look up anything. So I was looking through stuff, and I wanted to fact check with Sarah, and she said, no, you did it right. So we might have to – Oh, it's going to – this is this off season. So this off season, we're going to be on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll be on from 1 to 4, and then they'll replay the show from 4 to 7. So you'll have plenty of time to, to find it during the day, but we'll be on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And don't forget, it's time to get your playoff tickets. It's time. As G-Kipe just told you, they're gonna be they're gonna be in the postseason. Knock on wood. And you need to get tickets and you need to go and you need to be loud and you need to support this team. Gotta get this wild card game in Oakland and go crazy. Get lubed up in the parking lot and get in there and get loud. And then the same thing for the ALDS. Individual game tickets are on sale now. You can get A's access, but go to athletics.com slash postseason. That's athletics.com slash postseason. Why would you how could you not want to be there? This is what it's all about. This is why you've watched all these games. You've listened to all these games. I'm telling you, the Coliseum, when it's packed, there's no place like it. I can't say this enough. These new baseball ballparks are beautiful, but they don't, they're not loud like the Coliseum when it's packed. And it doesn't matter how many people are in there. If it's 30,000, 50,000, if you open up Mount Davis, I think it's like 60-something thousand. Athletics.com slash postseason. I expect to see you all there. I expect you all to come by the treehouse and say hello to me and give me some, let's get some playoff mojo. So I was looking at some stats today for the Astros. The Astros have tied a franchise record for most wins in a season, 103. Their run differential is plus 265, fourth best in the expansion era. Zach Greinke going tonight for the Astros. He's 7-1 in the nine starts. You think throwing strikes matters? Zach Greinke has not walked a batter in his last four starts. It's 23 innings. And he has just walked one guy in his last six starts. (laughs) That's unbelievable. One walk in six starts. But here's what's gross. So, what 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 did what did uh, Cleveland finish against Detroit? Eighteen and nineteen. Uh, Eighteen and one versus the the Tigers. Okay, that's that that's just, just. Well, how about the Astros against the Mariners? The Houston Astros 
are 17-1 and in 18 games against the Mariners, including 12 straight. They win tonight. You're going to be you win 18 of 19. I mean, that's just that's just it's gross. But if you want to win a hundred and something games, you got to fatten up on somebody. And they're doing it. The Astros are doing it. What are you what are you what are you all jacked up about? I uh, got out of jury duty again tomorrow morning. Got to check back at 11. We might make it through the week with not having to go in, in probably the biggest week of the season. When I deferred it three months ago to to now, I was thinking, oh, you know, we'll see what, what happens. And all of a sudden it happens. It's the week before the baseball playoffs are going to start. So uh, we got one more day to go. Hopefully we can sneak out. Of course, it'll be the day they'll probably pick me to go on a Friday when I'm actually going to be in Oakland in the office with uh, Alex doing the show. From the face, Joey, the, the face, face all night, it, and it, uh, and our Joey Town uh, studios. Yeah, there's some there there's some guys a little banged up right now. Bregman's got the tight lower back. Okuna, with his injury, you want everybody healthy, right? When you get to the postseason, I, your best against my best, and let's play it how how it goes. How about Jordan Alvarez? He has reached base safely in 26 straight games. That's the longest active streak. He's got 77 RBIs in his first 82 MLB games. That's what makes these dudes scary. Is the fact that they've already won a World Series and they're still loaded in their farm system. That's why someone like Carlos Correa, he may be one guy that go, eh, let him go. We've got so much talent. Jeffrey Luno is all the guy who runs the Houston Astros. He's all about having this long window, a really long window of opportunity to win the World Series. And that's kind of where the A's are setting themselves up. This is going to be a long. This is going to be a long battle. This is going to be it. And there was a list today that came out about teams that could be better than they were this year. And two of the teams on that list, well, the two of those teams are the Rangers going into their new ballpark. You know, in years past, certain teams have just, they've played better because of going into a new ballpark and you're going to spend money and everybody's super excited. And then it's also the Angels. It's going to be hard for me to believe the Angels are going to be this bad. Right? I mean, look at the teams that turnarounds this year. I mean, the big one is the Twins. But they think the Reds... The White Sox, God, MLB, MLB.com, I, I, the, the website is just, I, I'm not a big, you know, as much as I love the network, I can't stand the app and I can't stand the website. Look how slow this is because they have 8 million videos that they have to run on every story. It literally is a – I don't need 8 million highlights. Can I just see the story? 
They think the Padres are going to be better next year with Bruce Bochy as the manager. Do you still have that Bochy from uh, Buster? I do. Can you play it? Yes, give me one second. You know, this whole bye to Bruce Bochy thing is, you know, it could be awkward, but here's Bruce Bochy talking with Buster Olney on his podcast, Buster Olney, friend of the program who's been on. Does this sound like a guy that for sure is retiring? When I made made it uh... – public that you know this would be it for me uh i said i really and they're asking you know of course i got asked well you think you'll manage again I, you don't know that i said i don't know that until it's over and you know i get you know away from it you know how i'm i'm going to be doing and what i mean by that is uh my appetite for managing again i i just don't know uh, i felt like it was time uh, when i made this call i'm good with it uh and i know my wife's good with it but you know, hey, it's I've been doing it so long, so I I don't know if uh, you know if something hits me later on, it could be a year from now, whatever. I I can't answer that until I you know I walk away and uh, and have all this free time on my hand where I'm going now. What? I've been around people who've retired. Marty Brenneman, the great Hall of Fame Ford C Frick Award winner, Cincinnati Reds. Legends in the a legend in the game. He's retiring. This is it. Did did that sound like a guy who's for sure retiring? That sounds you know what it sounds like to me? Sounds like a guy who's getting pushed out. And he's gotta decide once he's pushed out. Okay, I've had my run. I've been in this game a long, long time. You know, I mean, Bruce Bochy basically has been in pro ball since he was a young man. He's had some health scares. But clearly they wanted him to go out, not put, not seem like pushing him out. Farhan's going to want to get his own guy, and then they're just going to become, everything's going to be. I. I'm not sure there's certain people that you just can't, you can't be like Kevin Cash with the Rays. Kevin Cash with the Rays makes no decisions on his own. He's been, they have an analytics guy in the dugout in uniform. He's being told every move, these are the numbers, this is what we're doing. And I got a feeling that kind of guy, even though they said Bob, the rumors are Bob Guerin. Well, Bob Guerin, someone, they did that with Bob here in Oakland. How'd that work out? But Bob, not a friend of the program, by the way. <laughs> I had to be honest. What was I supposed to do? Those teams were terrible. Bob Guerin. Yeah, you hire Bob Guerin. Bob Guerin will do it. Farhan tells him, hey, you do this, X, Y, and Z. Bob Guerin will do that if that's the kind of guy you want. So Susan Slessers tweeted out, yeah, that Davis has the flu. Man, just when you're getting him back on track. Will you be, sh- will you be shocked if the Padres 
make an announcement that Bruce Bochy is returning. Will you be shocked by that? Not at all. I think that, that I've been thinking that for a while that he was going to be there. And I think I'd be more shocked when I hear the news that the Giants have hired Bob Guerin to be their, their new manager. I won't be shocked. Joe Madden as as the Angels manager. Not at all. I mean, he spent 31 years in the organization. I could definitely see that happening. There was news that came out on a managerial job that's near and dear to my heart. Clint Hurdle will be back next year. Oh, yeah. Great. Another mediocre season for the Pirates. Bean balls and fights. Pirate baseball. But Madden's going to be gone. So we might actually see him and David Bell go to blows finally. Because Great. Raise the Jolly Roger. The only the best thing about that is they I mean, can, how many times have we raised the Jolly Roger this year? Sixty six times. Wow. Yeah. But hopefully sixty seven tonight and that ends the Cubs season. Sorry, Madden. Uh Cubs season's already done. Oh, they're they're hanging around. They're only five games behind the Brewers, so I last that second wild card spot. <laughs> Stop it. Brewers can clinch tonight, so and they're they had a huge first inning. And our guy Pete Alonzo hit number fifty one. Oh, the rookie record's 52. Buying or selling, Pete Alonzo will break Aaron Judge's record of 52 home runs. Two more home runs. How many? Do they have five or four left? Uh, I think they have. I have to check. I think they play the Marlins again tomorrow, so they might have four games left after this. Coming up next, we will give you an update. All we care about, Rays and Indians. One score you're going to like, one score you're not going to like. Right here on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Now back to the town. Here's Chris Townsend. As Glenn Kuyper said, it's the best time of the year to scoreboard watch. Great news in Chicago. The Chai Sox put up a three spot. They lead the Indians 3-0. Now in the top of the second inning. Bottom of the fourth in St. Petersburg, Rays have the lead over the Yankees 2-0. I've been saying all along, who's going to blink? Somebody's going to blink. Who is it? The A's have lost two in a row. You can't can't blink. So much is put on the table for Frankie Montas. I hope he can live up to it. So we're hearing that Chris Davis has the flu. He is not with the ball club. He is back at the hotel. You hate to hear that. So we have the best MLT, MLB teams to miss the postseason. In the wild card era from 1994 to present, the 1999 Reds were 96 and 67. The 2005 Indians and 2003 Mariners, 93 and 69. You're not even sniffing getting in now with 93 wins. I mean, that's just that's stupid. And then also at 93 and 69, the 0-2 Red Sox and the 0-2 Mariners. The divisional era pre-wild card, that's 1969 to 1993, that's the 1993 Giants that won 103 games and lost out to who? Do you remember? The 93 Giants. Wasn't that the Braves? The Padres traded Fred McGriff to the Braves, and the Braves got smoking hot, and the Giants did not make the postseason. They were 103-59. and 59. That's incredible. To have 103 wins and not make the playoffs. The 1980 <laughs> Orioles were 162 
and didn't make the playoffs. That's coming off a year they went to the World Series the year prior. The 78 Oriole, I mean the 78 Red Sox were 99 and 64. Ouch. 85 Mets, they'd win it in 86, but the 85 Mets, they were 94 and 68. And how about the Big Red Machine? So they lost to the A's in 72 in the World Series. And in 1974, they were 98 and 64 and didn't get in. That's crazy. The craziest one of all, though. Well, there's two of them. Now we're in pennant race era. That's 1903 to 1968. Think about this. The 1942 Brooklyn Dodgers and the 1909 Cubs. 104 wins, 50 losses for the Dodgers, 104 wins and 49 losses for the Cubs. How do you win 104 games and you don't make the postseason? How about the Yankees in 1954? They went 103 and 51 and didn't make it. The 62 Dodgers, who would now be in LA, were 102 and 63. And then the 1961 Detroit Tigers, 101 and 61. That's, I mean, that is really, to win that, can you imagine winning that? You win 104 games and you're out of it? That's why the wild card has been so instrumental. The wild card allows, look, what, what, what would the A's be playing for if there was no wild card? What would the Braves, not the Braves, what, what would the Rays or the Indians, you, you wouldn't be playing for anything right now. This show would be talking about next year. The Frankie Montas start would be no big deal. That's why every single time we see change in baseball, other than making the all-star game worth something, ends up being good. People were kicking and screaming for hating the wild card and expanding the playoffs. God, how archaic is it back in the day One team would win the American League, one team would win the National League, and they would play each other in the World Series, and that was it. (laughs) Seriously. The expansion, making the playoffs bigger, more games, and this one-game playoff. I, I, I I I would go for best two out of three. And how you do it would be simple. You're going to play either Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, playoff start Friday. This isn't football. This isn't basketball. Our sport is used to playing every single day. These guys are used to getting on planes and flying throughout the night and being ready to go the next day. It's only that we have breaks now in the postseason because of television. For God's sakes, the A's just played 16 straight days. 
So the wild card would be great about the wild card was make it two out of three. It's not going to expand or or, or or make your playoffs any longer. It's just who's ever in the wild card game. Like let's say it's Oakland, and let's say it's the Rays. Both these teams are finishing on the road. A's would have the advantage because they're playing in Seattle. Rays, they're going to have a tough one because they're going to have to fly all the way out from Toronto. Well, tough sledding. And the A's would host the Rays for all three games. You're not going to have a travel day in there. You're not going back to Tampa. That'll be the reward of being the top seed. That's how you should do it, two out of three. And so the A's would host two, they would host the three games. Whoever wins that, whoever wins two out of three, moves on to take on probably the Astros. See, the reason why they wouldn't like that, well, you know what? If you're so worried about television, then make it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you fly out that night to wherever you're going to play. So that gives that gives television a Monday to regroup, set up, and get ready. I still like Monday, Tuesday, you know. Suck it up. Figure it out, TV. Figure it out, ES. What are, is our games going to be on ESPN or, or MLB Network? Do we know? The wildcard game will be on ESPN. The first two games of the ALDS are going to be on the MLB Network. First two games will be on the MLB Network. It just says we'll exclusively air two. You're saying the first two. My mistake. Uh, we'll, the MLB Network will air two of the American League Division. MLB games. Network will exclusively air two American League Division Series games. Plus, you can watch Harold Reynolds on MLB Tonight throughout the postseason. I like when the I like when the American League games are on TBS because then you get Ernie Johnson. I like I like listening to Ernie no. Johnson. You don't like oh Ernie? my god! That, oh, him and Ron Darling. Awful. You like Ernie, Ernie Johnson and. Well, I've okay. He's a he's a great broadcaster, but he's NBA to me. And when I see him, he's not a baseball guy. And when he does golf, oh, Ernie, do you like Ernie Johnson? The only reason I like Ernie Johnson is because he called the 2013 NL Wild games when the Reds and the Pirates, and it was the first playoff game I ever got to watch as a Pirate fan. And he did a nice job calling that game. No, I want people who call baseball doing baseball. Like a guy that took off is John Smoltz. Smoltz was incredible during the playoffs like two years ago, and that's why he's now doing World Series games. Well, Joe Buck. It's like the U.S. Open in golf, and now that Fox has it, and Joe Buck's doing it, it's awful. Yeah, I want I want Romo on the uh, every every golf, Romo and Masters U.S. Open. Tony Romo just broadcasts every sport. You're not a Romo guy. Wow. Really? It's just it's a fun element. Maybe having like the third guy. I mean, don't Romo. take away from the hey Romo and Nance on on CBS for the number one game. There's no one better. I, I want Michaels and Collins working. I want good. baseball people doing baseball games, football people doing football games, people who do golf. I want golf people doing it. Hey, I'm just trying to mix it up for the uh, Gen Z and millennials who. Ernie might... Johnson. Hey, Ernie Johnson's a studio guy. He's a wonderful studio guy. He's best at you know, they're they're NBA on. It's incredible. Baseball, really, Ernie Johnson. I'm a little worried about your taste. 
Give me baseball people doing baseball things. Coming up next, we'll give you the final code word for today and buying or selling all right here on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town, here's Chris Townsend. All right, the final code word that you need to text all three to win the prize pack from MLB Network. The word is Mania. Mania. The guy who's pitching tomorrow. And now my computer's just going to be a bazillion texts coming in. You know, when Harold Reynolds talked about uh, getting back to playing the game, a different style than just striking out, what was the Sarah Langs? After last night, there have been 15 different 20K games by teams this season. That's more than twice the prior record of seven in 2018. Wow. You know who doesn't strike out? The Houston Astros. Going into today, 1,124. By the way, they hit home runs, and they don't strike out. And look at a lot. Well, I mean, so 27th is Washington. They're in the playoffs. 26th is Cleveland. They're fighting for it. 25th is Minnesota. They're in. 24th is Oakland. 23rd is the Dodgers. 22 is Arizona. They've battled this year for the playoffs. 21 is the Mets. 20th, Boston. Yankees are 16th. So that's the bottom half right there. A lot of the teams. What? What? What playoff team strikes out a lot? Uh, let's see. Number one is Detroit. This is the top strikeout teams. Detroit, Seattle, Texas, San Diego, Milwaukee. So Milwaukee fifth. Tampa's eighth in strikeouts. Eighth most. Yeah, I know. I, I, get, I, I give out the last code word, and somebody sends something different. Like, what are you doing? All right, are you ready? Buying or selling? It's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. Well, we spent a lot of time today talking about pitchers and how good they've been. And our my favorite pitcher to talk about is Mr. Outlier, Jacob DeGrom. Well, he looks like... Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You know, you're now switching. Well, you always call him an outlier, and I always like talk about how he's the best example of talking about wins and everything. Uh, what about that guy in Cincinnati you were so in love Oh, Bauer? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of Cincinnati, Sonny Gray had a, apparently had an elbow surgery today after he pitched last night. So, I mean, uh, his season, I think, is, is over with uh, three or four games left. What was the uh, procedure? Was it, it Tommy was, John? No, it wasn't Tommy John. It was some kind of like clean up like a scope or something. Okay. So Jacob DeGrom looks like himself again. He leads the NL with 248 strikeouts and a .99 whip since his ERA hit 300 or geez, hit 398 on May 17th. Since then, he has a 199 mark, lowest in Major League Baseball over his last 22 starts. Although Jack Flaherty has a .970 ERA in the second half of the season, he won the Cy Young last year with 10 wins. He has 10 wins this year and eight losses. Buying or selling, Jacob DeGrom will win his second straight. And I'll Cy Young Award. Selling. 
if you look at his full year, he didn't start out so hot. So this wasn't a year where his losses, he was giving up two runs. His losses, he was giving up runs. He, he didn't look good to start the year. No. He, was, he had a lot of couple bad starts there. But he's been turning it on lately with that 199 ERA. So Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, there was an article released the other day about how they've done in their first year of the, the major, mega deals, 10 years, 300 million for Machado. Neither made the all-star team. Neither made the all-star team. So Machado this year currently sitting 252 with 30 homers and 82 RBIs. He only has nine years remaining on that contract. That's and, it? And, they only, and they've already gone through one manager with Manny Machado. Now Bryce Harper is hitting 258 with 34 homers and 109 RBIs in his first year in Philly. They're probably going to move on from Gabe Kapler, so both guys are going to have a manager fired within their first year of playing on the team. Are you calling them manager killers? Uh, maybe. I mean, how many managers went through uh, D.C. when Bryce was there? A lot. Yeah, only one guy in Baltimore, and that was Buck Showalter the entire time that Manny was there. Oh, he did have Dave Roberts last year, but um, newsflash, he's still the manager of the Dodgers. So buying or selling Manny Machado will last in San Diego longer than Harper does in Philadelphia. 13 years versus 10 years, the contracts, right? So yeah. there's going to be 9 and 12. You say Machado. So my question, Machado will, will, will last. Machado long. will last longer in San Diego than Harper will in, in Philly. I'm selling that. I think Harper stays in Philly. I think San Diego at some point will move that contract. I think Machado has a, an out after five years where Harper didn't, hate, didn't put no, any outs in No, he's locked contract. in. And his deal, actually long term, is not crazy. He's not. He's making what? Like most of the deal, it's like either twenty three or twenty five million. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's a lot when the the when you first heard about it, cause it was thirteen years for three thirty, and then Mike Child eventually got a, a bigger deal. But. Yeah, I, I I could see coming up here pretty soon. San Diego dumping that contract to like the Yankees or the Red Sox, or and Manny goes back east. That's why I was thinking of one of them. I kept thinking Harper was one to get dumped because Philly was going to eventually move on because, I mean, but you saw what happened with Ryan Howard. Cl- they're and, a big market club. They got money. Yeah, but they moved on from Chase Utley and Ryan Howard after they were kind of struggling towards the end of their career. And yeah, it, I, Harper's deal, because it's so long, will be hard to dump. Uh, completely agree. I mean, because he still has 12 years left, and he's 26 right now. So he'll be 30, what, 38, 39 when he's done. So Garrett Cole has one start left this season. He won seven innings last night and struck out only 14 batters. He now has 306, or 316 strikeouts on the season. He's now tied to single-season record for consecutive 10 strikeout games with his eighth in a row. He's tied with Chris Sell and uh, Hall of Famer Pedro Martinez. He's currently 19-5 with a 2-5-2 ERA on the season. He has seven games this year with 14 strikeouts. That's the most in Astros history, and they've had some good pitchers throughout their franchise history. He struck out 39% of batters face. That's the highest in Major League Baseball history. He has 155 strikeouts of 98 miles per hour or more. That's 94 more than any other pitcher in baseball. I can go on and on and on about this. David Price got the largest contract ever for a pitcher back in 2016 with the Red Sox. Buying or selling, Garrett Cole will get the largest contract ever for a pitcher. How old is he? He's 28. I'm buying. I wouldn't do it. But I'm buying. Great point was made about the difference between him and Verlander. How much did Garrett Cole, coming over to Houston, where he doesn't have to be the main guy, where the main guy is Verlander. You're you're the number two guy. 
where you can just slip in and, you know, you don't have the pressure that he had in Pittsburgh where he's the ace. This contract, you're going to be the ace. And there's going to be probably no Verlander in front of you. Yeah, there's not going to be a Verlander on that Angels rotation when you go there next year. Well, you have Otani, who's special. And you have... But the fact that they baby Hey, the fact that they baby Otani so much. Yeah. How good can he ever be if they're if they're always ah oh, he can't he's got to I mean they they're obsessed with 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 resting him. Last one. We've been discussing a lot of names for the Giants managerial job. But uh, John Heyman floated the name that I mentioned to you yesterday, and we talked about it a couple uh, a couple segments ago. Buying or selling, Bob Guerin will be the next manager of the San Francisco Giants. I live through that. I just, I, 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 at that time, I would say Bob wasn't a great communicator. There was rumblings that the players didn't respect him. And the fact that just because he's been in L.A., so he's dealing with all the analytics, you need to be a people person. You know, but maybe Farhan doesn't uh, care about that. But your relationship with the players is so big. We learn, we we see that every day with Bob Melvin. You got to be able to deal with the the numbers, but you also got to be able to deal with the humans. And last time around, and Farhan was here. I mean, he was here. He saw it. Or maybe they really didn't want to see what was going on. We're out of here. A's all night with Alex Jensen. I'll be back in a few minutes with A's total access. Getting you ready for A's and Angels, the last game down at the Big A for the Athletics in 2019. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.